Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye Jr. Uh, we have a number of people we're speaking with. Uh, this is a big month, actually leading into the early part of next month. Uh, the oldest uh, civil rights organization uh, in the country, uh, dealing with uh, my issues, being uh, born in Louisiana in 1942 and not coming to Seattle until I was 10 years old. So uh, I can just share some of the stories at another time about what it was like to be living in the segregated South. It was also surprising when we moved to Seattle in 1952. Uh, my father was been designated as the Northwest organizer for the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, and that was A. Philip Randolph. And uh, my dad came up here in 48, and we got here in 52. He said, there are a lot of things, it's like Louisiana. Uh, they just don't tell you there's a colored side or a white side or the, the different fountains, but you can tell by the vibes from people if you're in the wrong location. But I want to start off with the second vice president of the uh, Seattle King County branch of the NAACP. As a matter of fact, the national president, Derek Johnson, was just on MSNBC a little while ago. Her uh, name is Erica Conway. Uh, she has been uh, doing a lot of stuff in the community and uh Ms. Erica Conway, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, I am Erica Conway, the second vice president of the Seattle King County NAACP. This is my second term, um, born and raised in Seattle. My mother was a graduate of Garfield. Fortunately, I was not, but. Too bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bulldog, go ahead. I know, I know you are, Mr. Rye. So, uh, Erica, I know over the past several years, uh, working along with uh, the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee, uh, you've done some things in the community, outreach, uh, collecting school supplies. Why don't you share with some of our listeners some of your activities and how you've helped the people in the community with the NAACP? Sure. Um, I've been involved with uh, They Shall Never Be Forgotten, um, where we honor individuals who were killed by gun violence. Um, also um, worked with, uh, we were a sponsor of Skyway Juneteenth event. Uh, the last couple of years, we um, worked with Richard Sherman's foundation and giving out uh, gift cards and uh, toys for families that were in need. And um, we also gave out gift cards throughout the year um, with the help of Northwest Harvest. Uh, this year, we are definitely working with Seattle, I mean, I'm sorry, with King County um, Prosecutor's Office, along with the Urban League. And on August 18th um, at Garfield Community Center, we will be having a workshop uh, human on human trafficking. And um, this has truly affected our community because majority of those that are being trafficked are young Black girls. And those that are soliciting our young girls are white men. And so we are definitely having a workshop. It will start at 9.30 um, at the Quincy Jones Performing Arts Center. And it will end at about 11.45, but that is on Friday, August 18th. We also um, have worked with the Urban League along with uh, Seattle Parks um, for the summer youth uh, uh, jobs. So we were able to get 60 individuals jobs working in the Seattle 
Parks Department. So I'm very excited about the things that I have worked on with the NAACP in the community. And there's so much more to do. And so I'm willing to do what I need to do for the community. We also have a little after you go, you go off and we're supposed to wait for Nate Miles to come on as well. who's the first okay. vice president. Uh, we're going to have uh, Monica T.L. Lewis and four of the Axel students. Awesome. Axel has been near and dear to me. Afro academic, cultural, scientific. Right. And My son was a part of it. My son was a part of Axel also. Yes. Well, uh, Angela Rye, along with Dr. Quentin Morris, uh, Sean Spearman, uh, Eugenia Bailey. I mean, they probably got different names now because this is years ago because they're right. in their 40s now. But uh, uh, we've uh, it's always been something that's been near and dear to, to see this challenge and see young people come up. Because I know that uh, one of the young men, uh, F.A. Elahu, he is a computer genius. Right. So, yeah. I don't want to see anybody try to touch him. So we're going to chance. Exactly. To Hopefully. Well. Yeah. He's going to bring home the gold. Yes. And I'm very happy um, and excited about our Axel students. We always support our Axel students. Now, in terms of uh, other kind of services uh, the NAAC provides, we know that if there's a discrimination complaints, uh, there's some involvement there and also have been involved with the Martin Luther King Committee. Can you uh, think of some of the other uh, activities that uh, where you're seeking volunteers or are the priorities of the local branch? So I just signed, we actually are a sponsor and we're trying to really venture out, not just in the Seattle area, but I actually live in Renton. And so um, Doug Ball went along with the urban, I mean, I'm sorry, United Way is having their annual community barbecue. And so we are a sponsor. And so we're definitely looking for volunteers for that. We're very excited to be able to be a part of that and to be in Renton. Um, and so we also, we're always looking for volunteers. We have positions within um, our branch that uh, we need to fill. Um, and so we encourage individuals to to join us at our membership meeting, which is actually on Mondays. It's the fourth Monday of each month. And so just come in or, and let us know what's going on and volunteer because we can't do this alone. This is definitely a volunteer organization. And um, I have a full-time job and I have some other things going on, but I'm willing to volunteer my time to help. And so we hope that there are others that are out there that's willing to do the same. Well, uh, I need to find out how I can update my membership online. I've been trying. I haven't been able to do it. So I also want to mention, too, that Daryl Powell is the president he of is. the Seattle King County branch of the NAACP. You're the second vice president. Nate Miles is the first vice president. Are there other officers that I'm leaving out? There, We have a third vice president, which is um, Joshua Johnson. And okay. so as far as your membership, Mr. Rye, I can have the secretary reach out to you to help you in any kind of way so that you can get that membership updated. Yeah, yeah that's probably why Derek Johnson's not calling me back. Oh, that, the could be the reason why. that could be the reason why, but <laughs> you got me so that why. it's all good. It's yeah, all that's good. true. No, you know, <laughs> if you're somebody you rely on, know they got a history of doing the right thing for folks who were totally disenfranchised from where I came from the time span I was born in. So I uh, know it's, uh, it's essential. Matter of fact, I want to try to get uh, 
all the folks uh, in the household signed up at the same time. So, but Angela has a lifetime membership, so I don't have to worry about her. Yes, pretty yes. sure of that. And she also, she and uh, uh, President Derry Johnson were, worked together on the uh, House Homeland Security Committee when uh, Congressman Benny Thompson, he's still the ranking member, but he was the chair on, on two different occasions. And uh, Angela ended up being uh, the senior advisor and the counsel for the committee. And she, at 29, she was a younger senior advisor. Awesome. So uh, that's because she was an AXO winner. <laughs> okay, it all comes back down to AXO. I tell my son, who's 25, who works for Kroger Corporate in Portland, and he's um, doing marketing and advertising, but it all comes, comes it goes back to AXO with Miss Carolyn Riley Payne, which she instilled in them. So, yes. Now, in terms of... Uh... Are, there, are you guys having, we know we got primary uh, August 1st in uh, in this state, and I think yes. it's, they should have it in September. I totally disagree with, you know, you'd have a little bit more time to vet folks and hear where people exactly. come from. But exactly. anyway, but since it is going to be uh, the, the August, it'll be August 1st now? It is August 1st, and my understanding is... Um, there is a, I believe there's a debate tonight um, in Kent, but um, that's one of the things that our political well, action. Now, now you are, we're going to have a candidate form. You are a candidate for position three on the written city council. Is that correct? That is correct. Sir. Your name is not on the voters and the voters pamphlet because there's only two of you seeking that position. That is correct. That okay. is correct. So, so some people are saying, well, I thought Erica Conway was running for city council in Renton. We don't see her name in the in the, in the, the voters pamphlet. Right. So uh, the conclusion I came to is that it obviously is only two candidates. There's no reason to put them in there. That but, is correct. Uh, Kim, and Conway. I go ahead. I just can I just say this, um, Mr. Rye? Uh, I would right. be the first elected black woman on the Renton City Council, but I have to give um, props to. Miss Margaret Proctor Ellison, who was appointed in 1978 mm -hmm. to 1979. And she ran and, and she lost, mm -hmm. but she served one year and she never got back into politics after that. But um, that's, a good to, to know. that's a good history to know. Yes, I stand on her shoulders and um, I, yeah. And so I just wanted to give that that shout out to her and uh, because she definitely paved the way. Who is uh, who is the, uh, the opponent in the race? Is it the incumbent or is it open seat? It's an incumbent. She is currently uh, the president of of the council. She's been there for four years. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, uh, we won't do anything on candidates until uh, uh, the, the, in October. We You have a candidate swarm. We invite all candidates regardless of what party or affiliation they have. If they're on the ballot for the final, they're invited. If they're not on the ballot, they want to be a write-in or somebody like that. Right. Uh, we'll see you later. But we I'll want to be we want to deal with people who are on the ballot. So anyway, uh, Erica Conway, uh, like I said, we'll talk to you again. Well, we'll Thank be you. doing something fantastic. Maybe we'll talk to you as soon as you're doing that. But in terms of candidates forum, we will invite all candidates seeking positions, especially in areas where there are African-Americans, other people of color. Uh, we definitely want to have uh, have an opportunity to hear from both sides to see uh, some people who've been in office should have a record 
to expand on. So we'll just see what's going on. So Erica, thank you very much today. I appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you so very much. All right. So it looks like my next guest, uh, the the, uh, incomparable uh, Monica T.L. Lewis, the leader of uh, Seattle King County NAAC branches, uh, AXO program, Afro-Academic Technological Scientific Olympics. So Ms. Monica, how are you doing? I see your face. I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing great. I'm about to. Uh, let's see here. Let's see if you can see me. Okay. okay you want to start off by uh, uh, just letting, letting our folks know about uh, how Axel came about and what's entailed in uh, the whole program. I can give you a little, just a little bit um, here right now. Hi everyone. My name is Monica Taylor Lewis. I'm the current chair of the Seattle King County um, NAACP AXO program uh, committee. Um, and Mr. Rice stated AXO stands for Afro-Academic Cultural, Technological, and Scientific Olympics. Um, and as the creator of AXO, Vernon Jarrett would say, um, the Olympics of the mind. Um, AXO is a mentorship program um, and academic comp- uh, competition that has helped advance and showcase the work of thousands of students in the King County area since um, its inception in King County in 1979. Um, So well well over 40 plus years. Um, And with that being said, I cannot talk about um, that that history without mentioning Carolyn Riley Payne, um, who has been a part of that since since the inception, she had, she wasn't the chair initially, but she started out as a volunteer and then became um, the chair and led um, the King County um, AXO program for over 40 years. So we wanna make sure that we um, give uh, homage to her. But a little bit more about AXO. Um, AXO is a year long program in which um, students um, have the opportunity to be paired with mentors and leaders uh, from local businesses Um, academic and cultural communities to work on projects um, that are born out of their own talents and their passions. So each year we hold a local competition in which the students present their work uh, to the community and they can compete in up to 32 uh, separate categories which are in the fields of STEM, humanities, business, visual arts, performing arts and culinary arts and culinary arts at this time is not um, something that is offered here in Seattle. But every year the students amaze us with with their work and this year in 2023 is no different. And I wanna say for the last nationally, on the national level, probably the last four, yeah, the last four national competitions that we that I can remember, we have come back with national winners. And so we plan on doing the same thing this year. So that's a little bit about AXO and its history here in King County. Okay, I'd like to, uh, let's go to uh, one of, uh, let's see, we are F.A. Elaho. F.A. is uh, a winner in computer science. He's been on the program before for all the good work he's been doing. So F.A., is you and the puppy going to talk? Hello. How you doing? Okay, tell us a little bit about AXO and, and, and the category that you that you won and you'll be competing in. Uh, last year, this year, I was competing in computer science. And this upcoming year, my project is a website. It's titled Black Facts 
It's an educational website for young students, and it's designed to help educate them on historical black figures and stuff. The main goal of the website is to provide an inspiration and provide role models for young students that they may not get anywhere else. You sound is not that good. So I tell you what, let's go to Jada. We're gonna come back to you, FA. Jada Yamashita, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Okay, we'd like to hear a little bit about your experience. How'd you find out about AXO? And tell us a little bit about the local competition uh, where you catapulted to be a national winner. Okay, well, basically my auntie is actually Erica Conway, who you were just talking to earlier. And so she introduced me um, to the AXO competition and told me that I should compete. And also so did Miss Payne. Um, and so I decided to utilize my photography for the competition um and it was a really cool thing because this is the first time I ever showcased my photography for anything so to be able to have the opportunity to go to Boston and um basically demonstrate something other than what I'm normally used to doing um is a really cool thing so yeah okay and uh so tell us a little bit about how long did it take for you to go through the entire process of the competition um, it took me, like, do you mean, like, how long it took me, like, with the competing and, like, taking the pictures and everything that I did? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that, okay. What, wait, is that what you're asking? Sorry. I just wanted to clarify. Okay, no, I just wanted to get an idea, with the listeners to have an idea of what you had to endure to be, end up being the winner locally. Okay. Um, well, I found out about the competition not too long before um, I had to submit my work and it was actually a really last minute thing that I ended up doing. Um, I had to take these photos like maybe a few days before I had to turn them in because um, I only found out about it like a few days before I had to present them. So it was like a very like scrambling sort of thing, but it ended up working in my favor because Miss Monica, Miss Payne and them said they really liked my photos. Um, so it kind of worked out in my favor, which I wasn't expecting as much. So I think that was a really cool thing that ended up happening. Okay, that's great. Okay, Zanta, I want to destroy your last name, but you please uh, uh, say your last name for our listeners. Of course, my name is Zanta Fevia Allah. Okay, and... Uh, you're you're going. I should have asked her about what what grade they're in, what school they're going. I do have it in the email, so uh, why don't you just share with our listeners uh, what school you're going to and what grade you're in, and uh, a little bit about your competition for Axel. Okay, um, I am a sophomore at Sumner High School, and how I got into Axel, I was in an art group, and Miss Monica was storing my painting and I went to go pick it up and she had mentioned that there was a program called AXO. I haven't heard, I didn't hear, um, hear about it at the time. So I remember going home and I looked it up and I was like, oh wow, this, this is real. This is a big thing. Like there's nationals, there's competitions. And um, next thing I know, I had a meeting set up to, for one of my paintings to show and then I found out that I made I made it to nationals, so that's where we're at right now. And that, that should be quite an now. You guys, uh, the Axel competition starts before the 
annual NAACP meeting. This starts at the 26th, like next Wednesday. So you guys will be on your way. Okay, we're going to go to Mr. Kevin Briscoe Ray, who is uh, a sophomore at what school? He's at uh, Mount Rainier High School. I want to say that uh, Jada, Jada uh, Yamashita is at the Seattle Academy. She's in 12th grade. And F.A. is uh, at Lakeside School. He's going to be in 11th grade. So, okay, Mr. Briscoe Ray, let's hear about your experience with Axel. Uh, my name is Kevin Alexamont Briscoe Ray, Jr. Um, I first learned about Axel from my older sister a few years back when I first started playing the piano. And I was like putting it off for a little minute. And I decided this year I wanted to take the opportunity and uh, engage in it. And I started writing my piece for Axel in like March, like a month before the uh, actual competition. And I found out that I won it. So yeah, I'm very excited to go to Boston and compete. That's great, man. Congratulations. I want to go back, yeah, go back. To, to F.A. right quick. Okay. Um. I, my, I'm Hello, my name is F.A. Uh, I'm competing in the computer science category. And uh, this year, my project is a website titled Black Facts. It's an educational website designed for young students. Uh, and the goal of the website is to educate them about historical Black figures in STEM fields. One of the main reasons I made this website is because I noticed the lack of representation and role models that students have, especially Black students in STEM fields that I wanted to try and work towards getting rid of the, that lack of representation. So that's fantastic in computer science. So do you have any idea what kind of competition you have at the national level, sir? No, I'm not sure of the other projects. Um, I will, I'll find out once we get there, but I'm, I'm not sure right now. Okay. Well, we're going to go to Monica Elizabeth. There are two people on the line who are not on this session, but uh, there's some people that I, I consider that could be a good role model for both of you. One is uh, Ed Prince, who's on the Renton City Council. He's also executive director on the Washington State Commission on African-American Affairs. And he just recently was elected to the Washington Association of Cities to represent Western Washington. So, Ed, can you say hi to the to the students? Good afternoon. I, what you guys are doing is really impressive. All right. So you impressed one of the leaders in the city, and also uh, Dr. Tracy Harrell. Uh, she is a mover and shaker, and is shaking up the system and making providing opportunities for folks. So, Tracy, you want to take a couple of minutes to speak to the Axel students? Yes. Um, I first of all, I know all about Axo. So my background includes. Uh, eight years at IBM, 14 years at the Disney company, and five years at Microsoft. So when I was at Disney, Axel was hosted at Disney. So we saw the national competition, the finals. It was, I was the proudest I think I've ever been in my entire life. I was president of the Black um, Employee Resource Group. So I don't think those people at Disney had ever seen that many talented Black people and youth and all these amazing categories. So I, I just love to hear about it here, but I can tell you, AXO is, you know, you, you, you'd you be shocked at how many amazing celebrities and individuals that have participated in AXO. It's been around for so long. It's done so much. And I'm just so proud of each of you. So congratulations. Uh, let this be the beginning of something great. Remember that you are amazing and just go out and continue to live out your purpose. Congratulations to each of you. Just being in the competition is such an honor. Thank you, Dr. Tracy. 
I want to go back to the leader of AXO, Ms. Monica Lewis, to see if she want to uh, give us some final remarks. Also, I want to offer any of the students that if you forgot something and want to make one more statement, you can. Why don't we do that first and then we'll go to the boss, Ms. Monica Lewis. So Zanta, Jada, Kevin, F.A., any one of you have anything you'd like to say? Thank your parents for the money or whatever. Okay, then we'll go to Ms. Monica T.L. Lewis then. Thank you so much for having us here today, Mr. Rye. I do, um, Jada did forget something. Jada's uh, grad actually graduated from Seattle Academy and she will be attending Spelman College in the fall. So I wanted to make sure that um, we let your listeners know that. Um, and um, we wanna thank you, Mr. Rye, and your listeners for your support of AXO through the years. You always make sure that we come on and let the community know what's happening and also give us the opportunity to um, let them know that, let the community know that they can support AXO and that AXO is viable. Um, and it's something that um, one of the few programs that, that is left that is strictly in competition wise for African uh, American students. So we um, thank you so much for this platform. We're excited about um, next week in the competition. I We have been working hard. So they have been a part of the uh, Seattle King County boot camp. Uh, working hard every Saturday, prepping, getting ready, um, introducing themselves. Um, we want to give a shout out to um, Le Leonetta Alaiho and Angela Rye, who are Seattle King County um, AXO alum, who had come through and helped um, the local program. They've come back and given back. We also want to thank Kevin Briscoe Ray, uh, Jr.'s sister, who was an AXO alum, and made sure that her brother uh, came back, came to the program. And so we just thank you because, you know, AXO, I guess, is the gift that keeps on giving in this community. So thank you so much for having us. Okay, well, Jada, Zanta, Kevin, and F.A., thank all of you guys. Keep pushing until you get to the top because you got a good mentor right there, Miss Monica Lewis, to get there. Okay, so we're going to take a break and come back with uh, City Council Member, Executive Director, Commission on African American Affairs, and lately, latest uh, board member of the Washington State, the Washington Association of Cities, representing Western Washington. So Eric, we're going to take a break and come back with uh, Council Member Ed, Council Executive Director, Board Member. Uh, take a break. We'll be right back. Going down to the crib, let all hang out. I wear silver beaver nose, but it's about the. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. At Sound Transit, we not only connect more people to more places, we're making life better for all. 
We're connecting diverse neighborhoods to an entire region of opportunities, like jobs and school. If you have an ORCA card, you can just tap and go. We have reduced fares for seniors and riders with disabilities. For adults with lower incomes, check out ORCA Lift and pay just a dollar for your ride. To plan your trip or to learn more, visit us at soundtransit.org. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Now, thank you, uh, Eric, for having, getting us on the good foot. But before we go to uh, uh, Ed Prince, I want to thank the City of Seattle's con- uh, Purchasing Construction Services Department, Sound Transits, Office of Civil Rights, Diver- uh, Equity and Inclusion, SeaTac uh, uh, Bar Group, LLC, the Brothers Own, the Mountain Room Bar, and the African Lounge on Concourse A at the city at SeaTac uh, Airport. And I uh, want to thank Sound. I uh, want to thank. Uh, uh, sound transits uh, as well. So, Ed, let's go to you first. Uh, Renton City Council member, uh, Executive Director, Commission on African American Affairs, and as just elected to the board of the Association of Washington Cities representing West Western Washington. That's quite a few big, powerful hats, sir. So, why don't you just share with our listeners a little bit about you, Dave? You've been on before, but just share a little bit about your background, and then we'll go into all those multiplicity. Of wow. Well, Eddie, it is good to be with you as always. And I'm I'm just trying to be like you and the other mentors whose shoulders I stand on, you and Tony Orange and all the leaders who came before uh, who did so much for the community. Uh, but yeah, Ed Prince, Rent City Council member, um, new, uh, newly elected as of last month, board member for the Association of Washington Cities. Uh, representing the cities that are larger than uh, 5,000 people. Um, and we had that election just last month in Spokane. I guess I should say Sound Transit board member. I saw that Sound Transit sponsoring this, so good for them for being involved with community radio. All right, okay. So now let's go down to, uh, on the Renton City Council uh they're going to be, I guess, there's some elections coming up. We got an April 1st uh, with some folks and other folks that don't have any competition. They'll be going in the general election. So yes. let's talk about the city of Renton and some of the priorities of the, of the city. Now, it's my understanding what Renton is between 8 to 10 percent African-American. Is that right? Uh, I believe I believe it is. I believe it's. Yeah. Right around there. Somewhere between 7 to 10 percent. OK. And uh, how many how many city council members do we have? We have seven. Seven, and there's a not a, a city a manager, but the mayor is a city council member. No, the mayor is a strong mayor. They're separately elected. Okay, so they, okay, I thought at one time maybe it's somebody from the council. Maybe that's another city. Done. So right now, who is the mayor and who is the the uh, uh, city manager? Is it the city manager position? No, it's a chief administrative officer. So the mayor is uh, Armando Pagoni. Uh The chief administrative officer is Ed Van um, And then they have a deputy C- uh, chief administrative officer. And so the mayor is the CEO of the city and the chief administrative officer kind of operates as the COO. Okay. So uh, people that need information, uh, are they having uh, public uh, in-person City council meetings, though. Be back to that. Uh, 
you know, Eddie, I I pushed last year for us to go back in person because I can only do Zoom for so long. And I was doing 12-hour Zoom days, and I was like, we need to get back in person. So we've been back in person since April of last year. That's quite a record. Uh, the first four Mondays of the month um, at 7 o'clock is when our council meetings happen. Mm-hmm. Although we're off for the next two weeks, and then we'll be back. Um, I want to say the 8th of August, I believe that is 7th or 8th of August. Is that right after Seafair? Um, I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, now you also uh, uh, the executive director of the Commission of African American Affairs. How long has that organization been in existence at the state of Washington? The we So we are the youngest of the ethnic commissions. Uh, the Commission on African American Affairs was created by Governor's Executive Order. Uh, it was Governor Booth Gardner in 1989, and then codified by the legislature in 1991. And give our listeners some kind of idea of what your responsibilities and duties are as a commission. You have commissioners that represent the state. Is that correct? Yes, we have nine commissioners all across the state, uh, and the commission. Um, the commission is the voice of African-Americans in the state of Washington to the state legislature, the governor and state agencies. So we basically um, take any issue, policy or practice that impacts African-Americans in the state of Washington and advocate with the governor's office, the legislature and work with state agencies to try to improve the lives of African-Americans. So I take it you've seen the last reports that come out about the state's underutilization of African-American business. I have. And um, I uh, have a plan. I have a, a quarterly conversation with Roger Millar and am trying now to get a meeting with the new-ish director of uh, the Department of Enterprise Services, DES. Okay. Now let's switch to... Uh... To sound, sound, you're on the Sound Transit Board. We also had problems down there for years because there were like uh, uh, four women-owned trucking firms that had 100 trucks. And uh, under the federal rules and regulations, the disadvantaged business enterprise include white women. So you can imagine where the lion's share of the money went over the last 20 years or so. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've not seen a black trucker on the highway in the last three months. Uh, they were saying something about they had to have their loads covered, but I've seen a lot of other trucks with no loads, no loads covered. So I'm just trying to figure out if there's uh, what's going on there. I don't know if anyone has complained or looked at it, but it's kind of strange not to see after seeing. And you know that was the most easiest craft to get into. Never should have been under a general contractor because all you're doing is hauling stuff, and that mm-hmm. would allow folks to have direct access to their contracts, their money, and they could expand their business. Then once again, we're a state. They didn't have a permanent action for 23 years due to Governor Gary Locke's Governor's Directive 98-01 issued in December 1998 after I-200 passed. I-200 didn't kill the permanent action, eliminated preferences by a gender or race. Gary, the Governor Gary Locke killed all the permanent action with all public agencies. And we do have copies of that as well. And it's too bad we just found out about that. Uh, we was hoping that, you know, the Attorney General some years ago would have done something, but that didn't happen, so we'll see. Uh, we don't want no, no more of the same uh, going down the road. But another thing I want to ask you about before we have to go is uh, the Association of Washington Cities. 
Yes. How did you end up getting elected to that position? So are you thinking about running for a statewide office though? I am not, no. I um, <laughs> I am happy where I'm at doing the work that I'm doing in, in the community. I um, was actually uh, Kent Keel, who's a council member in University Place, um, who I also serve on the Sound Transit Board with. It was like he was coming, he's falling off the board, and he's like, we need to continue to make sure we have an African-American voice um, in the room when we're talking about issues impacting cities. And he asked me if I'd be interested in running. And I ran, and um, I, I guess I gave a really good speech uh, because they chose to uh, to elect me. Well, that's great. Uh, Kent Kill has done a lot of outstanding things at City Council at the University Place. And so he went off of the Association of Washington Cities Board? He comes, he goes off in January. Okay. And because then, he's not running for re-election, so he will. He's also vice chair of the Sound Transit Board, right? Yes, he was the he was chair last year. Chair. He, yeah. No, no, he's not vice chair. He, is he vice chair? He might be vice chair. Yes, he is. He and uh, and Dave Summers okay. are vice chair. And uh, is Dow Constantine the, the chair right now? He is the chair of Sound the Sound Transit Board. He and I just talked yesterday about some Sound Transit stuff. Yeah, because I know that they have a rotating where uh, I guess there's a, a the president from Kane County, Pierce County, and also Snohomish County. Yes, the three executives of those counties are on the Sound Transit Board, and then the other fifteen of us. Um, fill in and then we've got roger millar who's also on the sound transit board from the secretary of the department of transportation so uh if you had to uh, uh make some changes in any of the entities that you're serving Renton city council uh so we just got an association of washington cities with sound transit or uh your office as the executive director of the commission of african-american affairs what would you need required to embellish what you're doing? Hmm. That's a, that's a very, I've never thought of it that way. I, I will say this, if there was anything I could change, um, I would start with the commission since it's a statewide reach. Um, and I'd want us to do more to uh, make sure that there's contracting opportunities for African-Americans. Um, because Governor Inslee rescinded 98-01, um, and I want to see more meat put behind the bone of trying to provide opportunity. Well, uh, the numbers look real shaky after he rescinded and they put in executive order. It doesn't seem to have much of an impact. I don't know if you've been privileged to see those numbers. Yes, I have. And you, I think you I sent them to you. You did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you think that by having, what is the size of your staff right now in the commission on African-American affairs? We are a, a staff of three. Okay. So if you had $5 million more million every year, we could probably really make an impact on enforcing some of the policies that the state had, right? Absolutely. Okay. So I'll call James and say, Ed Prince needs $5 million more million <laughs> annually to do a good job for our community. You go ahead and make that call, and I'm sure I'll be getting the call right after you guys hang up. <laughs> Asking you to come up and get the check or what? <laughs> Saying, hey, we will put your, yeah, yes, come get the check. We got it right here. It's in the couch cushions. 
Okay. I want you to hear, before you go, I want you to hear a little bit about what Tracy is doing, because I think this would be something you'd be interested in. Absolutely. So she has uh, had one event. You said it's going to be at the Hyatt. I got to go all the way downtown next Thursday. You still muted, Tracy. I'm sorry. You you're go. funny. So our, live, our event in June was at the Hyatt Renton, which was literally across the street from Eddie's house. It was a beautiful waterfront uh, location. Literally, we overran the space. They were like, uh, we need to kick y'all up to convention services. We were at the SIP lounge. It was absolutely amazing. We exceeded the space, the 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 uh participation, which is the best problem to have. And so what we decided to do was why aren't we spending any dollars that might be available in a black business? So my name is Dr. Tracy Harrell, and I kind of wear three hats. One of the hats is I am past president of the National Black MBA Association. I'm also an entrepreneur, right? My company is called It's All Bigger Than Me Consulting. And the series, I'm also the economic uh, co-chair for the Black Collective, economic development co-chair for the Black Collective. And so if you think about what's really important, this Better Together Empowerment Series is all about empowering our community. It has three focus areas, and one of them is specifically around supporting Black business and Black wealth. So everything that I do is very strategically aligned, right? We also focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? And belonging and all the things, justice, right? Which links right back to the idea of us connecting community. So this Better Together Empowerment Series has multiple layers. It's really two events in one. And this year, or this month in July, it's actually going to be in Seattle, at a black business called It's Never Too Early to Create and Innovate. So we're bringing in the youth. That facility has 14 youth storefronts on the first level and on the level above it has a space for events. And so I'm excited to be featuring handsome individuals, amazing individuals like Eddie Rye, uh, as well as two other legacy leaders. So we're going to be having some conversations. First, we'll be featuring the Black businesses, those youth, but it's really important that we make this an intergenerational experience. We want them to feel you, to hear you, to understand some of the things we've done in the past, to really hear what's important to you, right? And you to hear what's important to them. So there's going to be a little bit of, of, of an interview of each of them and then an interview of you, Eddie, talking about some of the things you've done. We're going to give people a, 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 a close-up view of that beautiful um, showcase behind you, talking a little bit about what you've done, but also what's important to you. You know, you talked about the August event, the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. We're going to create a space for you to be able to tell these kids about that, why that was important, why the work that they're doing today, both from an entrepreneurial perspective and other things, why that's so important as well. So that's what's happening between 3 to 5 p.m. Um, on Thursday, July 27th uh, in Seattle. And then after that, the second event. But I just want to focus on that to start. You're, you're now muted, Eddie. <laughs> I want to see if uh, the council member had any comment or remarks about what you just stated. I mean, I loved everything that I heard, uh, especially the intergenerational part. Um, uh, are there, is there still, um, do you have to get tickets or do you just show up or what do you do? So all the things, yes. Yeah. So we have, um, it's, it, you register, it's free. 
So most of the events through, I mentioned the National Black MBA Association. It's an organization that's been around for 52 years and it's focused on economic and intellectual empowerment. So most of the things we do are free. You do not need to be a member. We create a space. If you want to sponsor, we're more than happy to accept sponsors, but that is not what this is about. This is about creating really content community connection um, for community. And this particular session, you know Noni, um, uh, Eddie, you know Noni, the one who does the Kwanzaa Awards? Yes. So Noni Irvin. So she's actually going to be um, one of the voices. One of her, her key elements is Kwanzaa, living Kwanzaa every day, right? So this concept of unity and cooperative economics and all the things that we say are important. Kwanzaa is not about thinking about that those things in December and January. It's really about finding spaces and individuals and places that are actually creating that. So when we think about Sankofa and having you as a legacy leader, um, Eddie, talk to these young people face to face about what's important and hearing from them about what's important and creating a space to really dialogue. That's going to be beautiful as well. That's what Kwanzaa is about. Kwanzaa is about us living our very best lives, right? But doing it in connectivity, right? Doing it cooperatively. And I'm excited about that. So it's well, a Thursday it's a, is the Sound yeah. Transit Board meeting, uh, Director Prince. Yes, it is. What time so, is your board meeting? Come, come right down the street after the board meeting. Exactly. It, it, it uh, we're from 1 30 to 5 30 next thursday perfect so after our three to five event after our three to five thirty event we're doing a second event so it's better together empowerment series we're also connected to um living powerfully a lot of times people don't think about mental health in the black community this is about performance so our living powerfully series is about truly being able to increase your performance and your positivity so you've heard of iq right You've heard of EQ for emotional intelligence. PQ is positive intelligence. So our Living Powerfully series is really about creating a space for you to learn proven, scientifically proven methodologies on how we can get through life, not only with higher performance, but with a higher level of joy, right? Happiness. Imagine that. People who've been in many ways traumatized, right, due to systems that have not necessarily created a space for us to thrive. We get to thrive anyway, right? We get to choose joy anyway. And that's really what the Living Powerfully series is about on that day. So we got 530 to 7:30 is the Living Powerfully series. Debrina Jackson Gandy is one of our um one of the speakers. Uh, Ty Griffin from Africa Towns, uh, William Gross Center is one of the speakers. I'll be there. That's my expertise is mindset. So I'll be there talking and um, we have University of Washington is going to be connected. So it's really about bringing as many of us together. And then Eddie, let me tell you one more part. Go right ahead. One thing that I know you're going to love. You're always talking about economic empowerment, right? And I know we're doing some work with DES to really help to explore how they can do better. That's a whole, that, that's another conversation. When they, they are do better, we can talk about it. <laughs> right. I, I, feel, I feel you on that. They are sponsoring this though. So they're giving they're giving us a little support for the young people, just, just a little bit. So I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, but what no, I was going to say got, is- We got to get the old black people some contracts. So we'll leave <laughs> yeah. okay. See, okay. So, so what I was going to say is the, um, the, there's a participatory budgeting group. They have to, have you heard about this? The $27 million for the city. So that they're coming to really ask us, how do we want, we as a community, how do we want to spend those dollars? So there's going to be also a focus group and an opportunity for you as one of our legacy leaders and the young people to be able to provide information into the conversation around this participatory budgeting 
uh, process. So I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, is that part of two hundred million dollars that went through commerce? So this, this is a different. This is a different bucket of money. That's why we're talking about it separately. This is a twenty-seven million that was part of the defund the police um, initiative that happened uh, during the pandemic and 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 right after George Floyd. So eventually, those dollars have been repurposed, and so there's a fund that exists for Seattle. It's twenty-seven million dollars. And this group, this participatory budgeting group, have gone around the country. They said they've done this with many, many, I mean, multiple cities. Seattle apparently is the largest budget that they've seen that has been defunded from the police. Again, it's more about how do we invest in us? So now we have a bucket of dollars that the Black community, young and old, from 10 years old to 100 years old, they want to hear from everybody about how do we want to spend that money. And so that's really, we're going to do uh, a little piece of that time together between 5.30 and 7, between 5 and 5.30 is really going to be um, just an opportunity to hear from us about what we want to see as well. How can the listeners get information uh, about the event? And is there a cost or do you have to get registered? What is the process? So you can go to our website, um, the National Black MBA. It's in seattleblackmba.org. We'll make sure it's on all of Eddie's social media. We'll send you a flyer. Uh, and a, well, actually, you have a flyer. So we'll, we'll make sure you have that. There's also a, um, a bit.ly if you want to go ahead and uh, register for the event. And it's simple. It's better underscore together underscore the date, which is 072723. Again, better bit.ly b-i-t dot l-y slash better underscore together underscore the date which is 07-27-23 i tell you let me ask Eric if we can take this last break so we can come back to you and close it out hi my name is Mian Rice the diversity of contracting director for the Port of Seattle as a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. At Sound Transit, we not only give people more reliable ways to get around, we're connecting diverse neighborhoods to an entire system of opportunities, like jobs, school, friends and family, and to the airport. Our commitment to economic development provides opportunities for women and people of color to compete fairly for sound transit contracts. All of this helps our regional workforce grow and thrive. Go to soundtransit.org and search DBE to learn more. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And Phoebe got it going on, but I want to mention that uh, 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 celebration of life service for Ted Daniels will be at uh, the Jefferson Golf Course uh, next Thursday, 
the 27th from 11 o'clock to 2 o'clock, 11 o'clock a.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. And also I want to remind people that we want we thank the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Department, Sound Transit's Office of Civil Rights, Equity and Inclusion, Seattle's uh, School District's Diversity Contracting uh, Office, and the SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, the brothers on uh, the African Lounge, the Mountain Room Bar, out in Concourse A at SeaTac and the Mountain Room Bar. I mean, uh, the African Lounge was rated as one of the top 10 restaurants in all the airports across the country. Get Jerry Whitsett and Rod O'Neill a play when you go that way. Okay, uh, and Miss Tracy, Dr. Tracy Harrell is back with us. Uh, she's going to, are you going to tell us how people can get this information to attend this event next Thursday? Absolutely. Again, you can visit, you can register immediately using a bit.ly link. It's better underscore together underscore zero seven twenty seven twenty three. So it's next Thursday. Super excited. And guys, I just wanted to say it's bit.ly bit bit.ly and then slash under better underscore together zero seven twenty seven twenty three. But you know, Eddie Rye has promoted other people on this show for Decades, right? Forever. He's shown up and been a community advocate for decades. Part of what I'm excited about is we get to celebrate him. So if you've loved this show, if you've loved him, if you've seen that he's made an impact, we ask that you join us because part of the conversation really is going to be giving him an opportunity to talk about what's important, but also giving us a chance to pour into our legacy leaders. So www.seattleblacknba.org is another way you can reach us. And then you can join directly um, on the the link which will be on Eddie's social media. And once again, people need to go to the website to register to attend the event. Yes. They must register. So once again, while we give it again, <laughs> want to make sure people know how to get there. There you go. It is bit.ly slash better with a capital B underscore together with a capital T underscore the date of next Thursday, which is 072723. Better underscore together underscore 072723. Or go to org. And once again, what is the address of the, of the place? Oh, great. Yes, it's going to be in person in Seattle. And the location is called It's Never Too Early to Create and Innovate. It's actually called the N2E Plaza. It's 1925 3rd Avenue in Seattle. 1925 3rd Avenue in Seattle. Okay, Dr. Tracy Arrell, we're out of time. Thank you for all your contributions. If I don't see you before then, I'll see you next Thursday. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Angela Griffin. She's been named CEO of the Bird Bar Place. So we look forward to having Dr. Griffin on one of these days real soon. And uh, I... She, uh, she probably would be good to go down to that event on next Thursday. A uh, good way to break in and meet folks in the community. So I'm sure that uh, she has good mentorship and I'm sure glad that uh, they're moving forward having sisters in place of uh, power because things happen when we have sisters in place. So thank you very much, Dr. Tracy. Thank you very much, Jerry. We'll talk to you again next week. 